Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. This is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. So today I have the privilege of interviewing Annette Walters, the big enchilada at iEvolve Consulting. Love the name. Why did you pick iEvolve? Oh, wow. Okay. Well, thank you. First of all, good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. I, I am so excited about iEvolve. The concept and the name and the brand of iEvolve uh, was birthed in 2011 after I had sold my former company and exited from that. And I, someone had reached out to me on Facebook, a dear friend that right. said that they needed some operational help. And they didn't want to hire a full-time director of operations or a chief operating officer. And I told him that basically I would sit down and uh, help him and basically look at what his day was and help him delegate. So you wanted to go from like a normal block. car to a race car. Yes, yes, by. absolutely. Right. For an analogy there. Yes. And um, just to kind of get out of the weeds nice. and get out of his own way. And we really looked at who was in front of him and what that looked like and really how he could grow because sometimes Brilliant. you just can't see it. So I remember coming home and actually talking to my husband and saying, I think this is really something because... A, I feel so excited mm -hmm. uh, and like juiced and passionate about the work I did and, and what I helped him do. And I was like, he's, he really evolved just in that session. I was like, I love that word, evolve. And I looked through, you know, when you kind of start a business, you right. scratch out everything, you get all excited about a name. And I evolved just really happened. And instantly I pictured the logo with the I and the circle around the E um, because we're all on an evolution, right? Absolutely. So what's kind of curious is uh, when we help other people, mm -hmm. the insights we get on the craft, on ourselves. So as we help them, we evolve at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we, and we get paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. And I, um, I also run a, a national business alongside iEvolve Consulting yes. uh, called Timber Industries. So I really feel so in it with my clients nice. and that's that's i think what is a big differentiator is that i'm living these sleepless nights i'm having the same aches and pains uh, that they are and uh of when to hire who to hire how to hire so you always have to study the market mm -hmm. because the fun that we get to have in business is really that everything's changing Absolutely. Whether it's the economy or technology or new ways of doing things, that's the fun part. And to be a constant learner like you are yeah. um, is really what makes us grow. So here are some of the most important words I think ever uh, thought of. One is uh, relevance. And since the world is changing continually, mm -hmm. it's so easy for companies and for people to lose sight of what is relevant now and they're stuck in the past. So I think one of the things we do as great leaders is keep your finger on the pulse so mm -hmm. you can stay relevant with your audience. Right, and humble. <laughs> yeah, and the other part is integrity. And integrity mm -hmm, yeah. is such a cliche 
But I think when you have uh, really know who you are and what you stand for, right. that's timeless. Yes. And but you need to know what that is. Yes. And I think if you got integrity for yourself and the business that you have grown, that is really important. And the last word I think is focus. Yes. Because it's so easy to get distracted or get caught up in ego right and yeah. uh, all kinds of pitfalls but if you can do those three things stay relevant mm-hmm. keep your integrity and keep your focus uh, you can do amazing things and that's what you help leaders do right yes I do and you know each of them are such important parts and I loved how you just summed that up and it's so the the integrity piece I think is just the most important um, they're all very very equally but and it does sound like one of those platitudes but it is it is it, it's something that lives in you yes and if you always want to do good and serve good and really feel that then you know nothing really else matters everything else will fo- will follow and I know that sounds so cliche but it's true it's true but also <laughs> if let's say integrity is all about being who you are and if it is I'm here to make a shit ton of money <laughs> And then you I say, you told me not to cuss. Yeah, I did. I said, edit your stuff out. My stuff staying in. But if you bring on this veneer of, I'm here to do good and social change, and that isn't you, mm-hmm. then you're being inauthentic. We have friends in our lives right now that have flaws. So we can do one of two things about it. One, we can continue to complain about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, we can not be friends with them. Or three, what we do many times is we accept that. I love all this other stuff, mm-hmm. and that's not so much, but I happily tolerate it because I am a better person when I'm in this person's presence. And I think mm-hmm. the same thing is true. Once we get who we are and what we want to build and why, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's so critical to stay true to that mm-hmm. and not be seduced into, well, this is what I'm supposed to say, and this is what I'm supposed right. to do. Right. And uh, but anyway, interesting. Absolutely. Well, and I think to, to, the, to that point, to spin it around the flip side oftentimes clients out there and businesses out there they are looking for a magic wand or a quick fix yes. or uh, they think they need a vendor vendor for the wrong reasons so oftentimes they aren't fully committed or fully understand that engagement whatever it is whether they're looking at SEO vendors or they're looking um, to hire a business development person they think they need that um, because that's what they are sensing, but they really don't do that deeper work to really understand what it is. And that's where you can really save a ton of money and time and be more efficient. And that's really what, what the work is that I do that focuses on. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't just say, okay, they're, they're, they exa- they're saying exactly what I need. Absolutely. Right? Do you agree? Oh, do you agree? A- absolutely. And I think very much what it's... What we need to pay attention to, I think, is our our minds are so incredible. And the number one thing that we are gifted at as a species is rationalizing. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, our body tells us the truth. Mm-hmm. And when we go to do something, when fear comes up, we're so trained that if fear comes up, anxiety comes up, that we shy away from it. Mm-hmm when the very answer is on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. But we rationalize that I'm shying away from it. Oh, so I need a business development person. They're going to solve this magical problem. Where the problem might be, am I connecting with the right people with the right way? Because if I get somebody else that's good at connecting, but they don't connect with the right people, how many people do you know as you're leading uh, 
leaders of companies that they hire that biz dev person only to be reluctant to fire them six months later when they should have done it after month one. Yes, I've seen it happen too frequently. Absolutely. And it and they are actually approaching it in the traditional way. Yes. And sometimes you just have to uh, mix it all up and go at it at a non-traditional way. You know, at Timber Industries, we outsource our sales to, to San Salvador. So I know exactly what type of client we target with one particular product at Timber Industries. And exactly what the message is and that's exactly been tested. exactly what the message is. So we have one dedicated person um, who is hyper-focused, um, on ge- geo-targeted, and just making productive calls for us. And it, it works for us. But I wasn't about to go and hire a high-paid um, salesperson for them to produce um, maybe a year and a half from then. Um, I really knew exactly what I needed and wanted, so I broke down that piece nice. and, and, and segmented it. And so, sometimes when you just speak with a business owner about what that true yeah. need is, and you get smart about it, and you really just clear your head of the traditional ways of doing things, there's so many resources out there. Brilliant, and I, and I want to just backtrack a little bit, because I think you said something fundamentally important for life and for business, is you figured out what was needed and you broke down the components. Mm-hmm. And even though you're brilliant, I'm sure some of the things that you figured out were wrong, oh, but yeah. because you made that process <laughs> and broke it down, it's the only way to figure out what's broken. Right. We tend to shoot from the hip, mm-hmm. and then when the thing doesn't work, the whole thing doesn't work, and we try different things blindly, but when you have that process in place, right. and a lot of people say, no, no, but I'm creative, and I'm imagining, no. Yes. Even right. art is a science. Mm-hmm. And so I think, yeah, breaking down that problem, yes. and then you can test each segment to figure out, oh, a lot of times when I do workshops, Sometimes, uh, in my brilliance, things don't work out well over here. <laughs> right. And then I go, okay, I need to introduce this idea maybe over here right. and see if that makes a difference over there. Mm-hmm. So is it the idea here or is it because I didn't actually do a, uh, an introduction up there? And then I try that and either it works well or it doesn't. But because there's a, a process in place, I have a hope of figuring it out. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as, how many uh, business owners have you worked with in the last couple of years? Oh, wow. It has been um, a healthy number uh, in various industries and across the United States. So a bunch. Yes, yes. And, and various uh, size businesses, male, female, and um, various industries. It's been great. Earlier on, we were just chatting about one of your children. Mm-hmm. How old? He's now nine. Yes, my oldest is nine. And his name? Is Wyatt. So Wyatt. When Wyatt is, let's say, 20-something and he goes, Mm -hmm. I want to start a business, if there were five keys, you would say, okay. Because oftentimes, you know, as leaders, we talk about these are the things you need to know. But if somebody that we truly love dearly, we go, okay, this is what you really need to know. Right. So what would be the wisdom that you impart on Wyatt to say, if you want to build a successful business, here are the critical elements you need to know? Well, that's a great question. And uh, Wyatt, I don't think Wyatt's going to wait until he's 20 to start a business. Probably not. He's, he's already got a lot of great stuff going, which is really fun. We involve them in every aspect of mm-hmm. building this company. 
uh, whether they want it one day or not, but they really see what we're building and growing. In fact, they have their own business cards and um, they're, they're part of the team. So, But my advice would be to make sure that you are truly tied to the work you do. Yes. And, um, you know, so, he has an so, extreme purpose right now with what he's going through in his life personally. He was just diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. So his brain is just running 24-7 about how to make the technology better, faster, easier for kids. It's wild. That is crazy. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to take us off the rails. No, no. So. <laughs> I mean, it's all interconnected, right? Mm-hmm. So go deeper into that, that you're connected with the business. What do you specifically mean about that? Well, I I really um, see entrepreneurs struggle with two things mainly. Number one, they are so highly creative and have so many business ideas that are constantly coming to them that they either don't have enough space to create and the team around them to do what they do well. Or it's becoming that they're they're um, so cluttered and can't even think straight to, to build the team around them. And then the other uh, side of that, number two of that, is that they're practitioners who put on the business hat. So experts right. in their field, and they organically think that the next step is to become business owners. And that, again, takes them away from their trade, their expertise, and then the they passion, end up... Yeah. They, and the, their true passion and they're putting on a different hat altogether, and that makes them miserable. I was watching this show like a million years ago because I'm going to talk about something called Lotus One Two Three. Okay. It was like the granddaddy of uh, spreadsheets way okay. back when. Yes. Oh, yes, I do remember that. And so the guy that developed it, when it became a real company and started to grow, I believe that he stepped aside and brought in another CEO mm-hmm. to take over because it was like, I don't enjoy that stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to be creating. And so he had the wisdom of bringing somebody in that was good at managing. It's a different skill set. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that all that often where people say, hey, this is the lane I want to play in. This is where right. I add the highest value. Yes. And uh, so that's number one, being uh, connected with what you're doing. Yes. What else should people know? I would say um, something that scares you enough and excites you enough that you want to um, make an impact in that field and in that market and in that space um, but also drives you enough to, to get past that fear. Brilliant. Um, and that would be number two, which is kind of, I guess, a little bit like number one. What was it number is, one? but it's distinct. <laughs> it was, you know, really being connected to what you're doing. Yeah, it's connected, yeah. So, yes. But having enough passion that allows you to overcome the fear and move forward. Mm-hmm. And that's called courage, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I got choked up there for a second. Uh, <laughs> we know that too well, right? <laughs> so, and I think the third thing would be... Um, being able to have a space where you are humble, uh, especially when I see this in both men and women, we have this tough armor on. Yes. And we think that we need to know it all, do it all, be it all. Um, you know, in I felt this way in my early banking days. I felt like I had to kind of play the part and be all, right. you know, corporate and everything. And now being on the flip side of things where it is truly where I belong, I appreciate my path and everything that it taught me, and um, I wouldn't change anything got you on, here, on my right? path. Yeah, because of everything that I learned. But who I am today is so different than who I thought I had to be. So, just to kind of add to that, uh, I think we all have three faces. 
we have this uh, face that we show the outside world, and I call that the illusion. And sometimes it's what you described. We have this armor on, I am uh, strong, powerful, sophisticated, sexy, whatever mm -hmm. that thing mm -hmm. is. But also there's other people that have this illusion, they show the outside world, look at me, I'm broken, I'm tragic, I won't amount to anything. Mm -hmm. Then we have something worse. Uh, I think it's called the, I call it the delusion. This is who I think I am. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes it's quite different than what we portray to the outside world. Right. And it takes a lot of effort to balance the two. Mm -hmm. And then we have this third spot, that's the authentic self. Right. And I think leaders, when they achieve true power, is when they uncover who they are. Absolutely. And then they can just be. Mm -hmm. And then there is no more delusion of this is who I think I am. If they're brave enough, then it becomes that. Right. And if they become braver still, this is what they show the outside world. And when you do that, people around you feel so comfortable in your presence because there isn't that angst of trying to balance the three. Mm -hmm. They may not know what it is, but they right. can just sense, I feel comfortable in your presence. Right. And we also feel comfortable in our presence, and that allows us to do spectacular things. Absolutely. Right, and, and no one wants to feel at the end of the week like they were on all week and that they're exhausted, that when they get home yeah. with their families, then they're just spent. And I really, there's so much power in fully understanding, being open to growing towards that and really showing up in all aspects of your life as your fun authentic self because and, and you may not be short. fun you may not right. be fun right well but, i was just what's your authentic us. self <laughs> yeah absolutely and we like uh, to have a lot of fun around here <laughs> because uh for me that's important too like right. uh for me as i uh look at my values the highest value is learning cool stuff mm -hmm. <clears throat> brings me no end of joy curiosity right <laughs> Also, having fun is important. Mm -hmm. And one thing that was missing from my list that I am purposely putting in there is money. Because it just wasn't that important. Like, there's mm -hmm. always been enough money. Mm -hmm. But it just wasn't on that list. And this year, consciously, I'm saying, okay, put that in the values because it's an important yes. thing to have. Yes. But when you do that, you get to... Uh, be yourself. Also, when you're yourself, there's going to be some people out there that think you're an idiot. But when you're pretending to be somebody else and people like you, then they don't really like you. And there's still going to be people that think you're an idiot. So right. you might as well be yourself right. and find that authentic connection. Right. So we've just met. And I'm not sure about you, but I really get this sense of kindred spirit. Mm -hmm. And it feels like we've known each other for a good long while. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it was um, you know, it's interesting when you do really... Um, connect with people and I, I really care about the work that you're doing mm -hmm. and about um, you know what you're going through and and your path and I'm, I'm so happy we have the opportunity to do this um, you know I want to just go back to what the um, about you know the money thing because yes. I think that that's interesting and I I have shifted my mindset I'm, I hope it's okay if we talk about this oh, of course um, so I have shifted my mindset into um, really um, the value. I think it's more about value of for feeling and delivering and and um, translating the value of the work that you do. And I don't know how that is different than money. So or let not, me pause it. Let me pause you right there. So that's exactly, actually right? 
that actually so when somebody has hold that thought if we go to a room full of salespeople a hundred salespeople in the room from all different companies large companies Mm -hmm. small companies independents and you ask them this question please complete this sentence for me Mm -hmm. money is and then someone will say powerful okay sexy amazing right and then someone also say root of all evil causes fights Uh okay makes you sleazy guess which list ends up being larger I would say the latter as a by guess. two or three times. Okay. <laughs> and these are salespeople that, you know, money is really important to them. Right. I'm picturing like the wolf on Wall Street right now. Yeah. And <laughs> so there are the beliefs in society around money and we absorb those. Right. And so when we don't have a good relationship with money and somebody says something crazy like what you're talking about, you should sell on value. You know what happens? Those people cave in on price all the time. But when you have a a good relationship with money mm-hmm. you can authentically sell on value because mm-hmm. when you don't have a good relationship with money then you're basically trying to be a salesperson and well the survive value, and right yeah. so we've all seen this well you're getting this much for this program that's ten thousand dollars and this and you see that stacking up of stuff mm-hmm. which is inauthentic but when you're authentic and you feel comfortable with money you can say you know how much is this problem costing you right how I can help you solve it quickly. If I help you solve it quickly, uh, what's that worth for you? And most people will say that's worth a lot. Mm-hmm. And it's better to uh, sell on value mm-hmm. than discount what you're worth. Right. But you can only do that if you feel comfortable in your skin right. and you have a good relationship with money. Because if you don't have that, then the value conversation doesn't go in the right direction because a person can sense, I'm picking up a vibe that's not... Real, real, or there's something right. makes me feel uncomfortable. I'm gonna right. hold back. Right. So they're related, and I think the highest manifestation of you having a good relationship with money is you can authentically sell on value. Because mm-hmm. ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what it's worth. So I'm gonna ask you one last question before we part company. Uh-huh. that so, went fast. So yeah. <laughs> I forget the name of the drug manufacturer. They uh, have a cure for Hep C. Okay. So if you have diabetes, uh-huh. this is a lifelong condition that you yes. need to take drugs for Type the rest of your is, life yes. and you go for a really long time. So this company comes in and says, look, we are going to cure hep C. I'm not sure whether it's 30 days or 90 days, one of the two, but it's going to cost you $90,000 to cure it. And there is such an uproar in society that how could you charge that much money for this? And they're saying, look, we are curing this mm-hmm. for you. Right. And so that really uh, is an interesting thing to look at, right? Because you and I are talking about value mm-hmm. in the business sense, but uh, does your thinking change? Because then you go from a business sense to go to a mom right. or a human being, right. and it's about medicine. Right. Uh, does that value system change? Do you think there's a different set of rules? Well, I, 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 I love where you're going with this, and I think it's so interesting. You know, as a mother, who has um, a child going through type 1 diabetes, you know, the first thing that my husband and I said is, can we give him our pancreas? You know, can we, what can we do? So I think that, um, and I always come from the mindset of, we will figure it out, we will do whatever we can to make this better for our children, to make a better life for our children. So, um, and, and I don't get scared or have fear about that because I trust and believe that much in us to always you know, always hustle and always work and and get through that. And, you know, 
Um, but that was one of the first things that we said was, well, can, can we have this and not him? How do yes. we take this away from him? Um, but after we realized that it's an autoimmune that would attack another pancreas um, in his body, or that's why artificial pancreases haven't come so far because that actual autoimmune within his body that would probably shut it down again, um, that's when we go to resilience and um, heart and his purpose. And, you know, he he was chosen for a reason. God chooses his, his soldiers very carefully. And I think that he really has his moments of um, upset, but he really is persevering through this and is going to make a difference. It's pretty cool to watch. High five for him. And this is where I'd like to depart our conversation is that when we uncover our purpose, every single human being on planet Earth has a purpose why they're here. When we uncover that, mm-hmm. like this is a quote from Mark Twain that people kind of banty about, mm-hmm. the two most important days in your life, the day you're born and the day you figure out why. Mm, yes, I just read that the other day. I come at it from a very authentic fashion. And I know there's this whole big movement, you know, what's your why? If your company doesn't have a why, it won't mm-hmm. survive. Uh, right. From my point of view, what a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> Because a lot of times people come in and they come in with this artificial why of what they should be doing. And I think life is all about being authentic. If you can uncover your authentic why, it's your company, Mm -hmm. make that the mission for the company, absolutely 100% hallelujah. But when you have a consultant coming in and you take a look at, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk to your customers and your employees, and I'm a futurist, then it's like, uh, excuse the hand gesture, but Mm -hmm. it's just such a waste of time. (laughs) Annette... Mm -hmm. The time flew by. It, it was such a joy chatting with you, I, I know. <laughs> and what I want to do is to get people to come find you and okay. have a short installment where we have this conversation. Okay. So how can people come uh, connect with you? Oh, absolutely. So if they want to email me, they can email me at urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Oh, give me another <laughs> I love it. Um, because uh, people out there do rock and they deserve to really find um, their purpose and, and it's pretty cool. It's so Flintstones. I love it. Do, yeah. Um, and uh, on Instagram, I am at iEvolveDaily mm-hmm. and I'm also on LinkedIn under Annette Walter, uh, www.iEvolveConsulting.com. We've got a great Facebook group called Called Masters of Entrepreneurship. Uh, that is a private closed book, but we um, we post to that pretty often. I go live in there, and uh, it's a great platform. I think that social media is just so fun and a great way to it is um, hang out with people. So it's it's great. But thank you so much, honestly. Thank you for this conversation, and um, I'm just I'm just so grateful. I'm gonna ask you one last question, and it is. Uh... It's a weird question. Okay. So feel free not to answer it. Oh, gosh. You're going to be nervous. (laughs) So as a businesswoman and a leader, what is your biggest fear? My biggest fear? Other than spiders. Uh, (laughs) Ah. Wow. My biggest fear. I would have to say um, I just feel, though, as... I don't even know. I don't think I have a lot of fears. I, but if I guess I had to pick one, um, I, I fear, honestly, um, that I won't be able to serve enough people. Uh, that my message and my purpose, once I, once I do the work, it's such an, an on iEvolve Consulting, obviously, Timber's a, more of a commodity base, but um, iEvolve Consulting, I know the work that I do, and I know I'm only one person, 
So I, 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 I can't clone myself, but I'm working on ways to clone myself to get nice. out there to serve more people. So, um, so serving a bigger audience. Yes. Yeah. I just, I, I, I fear that more people need this and I, and I just want to be able to get to them. So I don't know if that's a fear or no, that's a, a that um, is, a fear is a good word for know. it. Uh, it might be labeled something else, but I think, thank you for sharing yes. that. Yes. I mean, I don't, I'm not really that much afraid. I, you just okay. met me. Right. Am I? <laughs> I don't know what I'm afraid of. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming. And that is the fastest way to get better results. 